Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we have been in a series for a few weeks now titled, Who Are You? And as we've been saying, uh, this is one of the most essential things to know as a Christian is who we are in Christ. When we become a new creation in Christ, we, we are changed. And there are a lot of things change when we come into Christ. And if we don't understand that, we're not going to walk as we're supposed to walk. We're not going to walk out who we truly are if we don't know who we are. So we find out who we are, of course, in the word of God. And we renew our minds to find out who we are. Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. So we got to renew our minds with how God thinks and what God did in us. And uh, one of the biggest ways we do that is, in, is, of course, is in the New Testament. And primarily, Paul focused on who we are in Christ constantly. If you read the epistles of the letters of Paul, you'll find out he's constantly saying, in Christ Jesus. This is who you are in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, right? So if we ignore all that, <laughs> we won't find out who we are, right? But if we study that and, and realize, renew our minds with who we are, ooh, we walk different. We talk different. Everything changes. Hallelujah. Amen. So our first week, we, we discovered, and of course, we know a lot of these things. Uh, but as we study them further, we get more revelation of that. And, and that allows us to walk it out even further and do what we're called to do. In our first week, we talked about being children of God. First John 3, 2, right? Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. That's, that's good news. For we shall see him as he is. So the, one of the first points you have to realize when you become a real born again, new creation in Christ, you are now a child of God. Before that, you weren't. I wasn't. I was not a child of God, right? Now, I, I wasn't a bad person. But I know when I prayed and I received Jesus as Lord, I made him Lord of my life. I got up from my knees and I knew on the inside I had been changed. And, and I didn't know all the change, but this is one of the things that changed right there. I actually became a child of God at that point in time. Hallelujah. Glory. That was, that was a day right there. And that, that day changed everything in my life. And it should change everything in our lives. Amen? Amen. When we become children of God. Uh, then we looked at Colossians 2.10 primarily. That, you know, we look up a lot of verses when we, when we do one, one message. But we primarily looked at, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So in Christ, in him, that's what he's talking about there. If you read all the context, he's talking about Jesus. In Jesus, you become complete. Very, very important to understand that, that we become complete in Christ. Our spouse will never complete us. Our job will never complete us. Our car will never complete us. Our house will never complete us. Money will never complete us. All we need to be complete is him. Amen. And once we have him, we got it. We got it. We are complete in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Then we looked at John 17, 23. Ooh, this is, this is power. I and them and you and me that they may be, be may may ugh, that they may be made perfect in one 
and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is very, very important to understand that in Christ, you are now loved just as much as Jesus is loved by our Father God. You got to know how beloved you are by God himself. He cherishes you. He loves you dearly. He doesn't have a special love for Jesus and, and a separate love for you. <laughs> he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. So in Christ, we are the beloved of God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. That's some good news. Yeah. Then we looked at victorious saints in, in, in the next week. I'll, I'll, we'll pull out Romans 5, 17 again here. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we are called to be victorious saints in Christ. We're called to rule and reign in life through Jesus. If we don't understand that, we'll often walk in down and depressed mood. Come on now. Well, we won't walk as we're supposed to walk. We won't, we'll walk as losers instead of the victorious ones that Jesus made us to be. I always walk victorious. That's why I hate to lose a game. Because I'm a victorious saint. Now, a game's a game. I know it doesn't matter in the end, right? I lose a lot of Rocket League games. <laughs> Judah beats me real bad. Woo! 13 to 2. Well, he could probably beat me worse than that. He, he takes it easy on me. But I don't mind losing a game. Come on. But I'm not going to lose in life. Because I'm going to reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus was always victorious. And Jesus gives us his victory to live out on the earth. Amen. Amen. Last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, we looked at Isaiah 53, 4. Which is power. A verse for healing. If you need healing in your body, just take this verse right here. This is the Young's literal translation, which I, I really like the Young's literal. It, it's literal, right? It doesn't try and translate it into someone's thought. <laughs> but Isaiah 53, 4, surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he hath carried them. This King, well, not King James, it's like King James because it was written, you know, years years and years ago. He hath carried them, and we, we have esteemed him plague, smitten of God, and afflicted. So in Christ, we are healed. Amen. So we, we always identify, right, all these things we identify as true in our life. So we identify, we always identify as healed. Just as God's word says, right? doesn't matter what you're going through, you still, you don't, you never change your channel like we talked about. You never change your channel. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. You never change your channel. Hello? As soon as you start changing your channel, you're in trouble. Amen. I, told, I told you the story of the, the, the woman that I, I know, a minister friend of mine, his, his wife was dying of cancer and, and she was fighting. She was fighting in the natural. Come on, she was doing everything she knew to do in the natural. That's good, amen? And she was also doing everything she knew to do in the spiritual realm and they had agreed together for healing for her body. And the Bible says you can agree. Amen. You can agree on anything, anything you agree in prayer. God, God will do it for you if you agree. So they had agreed in prayer and she was doing well. She was getting better, but she was fighting, right? There was a fight going on. And one day she told her husband, I'm just, I'm just tired of fighting. I'm just tired of fighting. And she died. Hello? She died. Come on. She, you never change your channel. You always, you always stay on healed channel. Yeah. 
And we went, if you weren't here, you got to listen to it because we went through scripture after scripture after scripture that says God is our forgiver and healer. And he ties it together over and over throughout scripture. Over and over throughout scripture, there's forgiveness and healing, even in the same verse. Even in the exact same verse. But even in Isaiah 53, it does that. It talks about how he bore our iniquities. He gave us peace for our minds. He healed our souls and he healed our bodies. By his stripes, you were healed. So right there is one example. We go through, we can't go through them all again. You can listen online. It's all on there. But I guarantee you, it'll change your life if you receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. God is still the healing God. He is who he says he is. He always has been a healer. He always will be. Glory to God. Now, today, we're going to look at a different truth about who we are in Christ. And we're going to start in John 8, 31 through 36. <coughs> this is a very familiar passage to most of you, I'm sure. It's, it's a power-packed uh, passage here. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word... Come on, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say we, you will be made free? Well, that's not even true right there because they were in bondage. They were slaves in Egypt. <laughs> so they lied right there. But <laughs> verse 34, Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Ooh. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, ooh, whenever you find a therefore, you got to find out what it's therefore. <laughs> therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Oh my, come on now. Aren't you glad you're free in Christ Jesus? Amen. We're gonna talk about freedom today. Many people think they're free, but they're not because they're not in Christ yet. I say yet. You know, we are only truly free when Jesus makes us free. That's the only way to truly be free, right? People live in America think they're free. Well, you, you, you're free in a certain sense, right? You're free. Well, we have a lot of freedoms that other countries don't have, but you're not really free until you're in Christ. Amen. It's the only way to truly be free. Only Jesus can make us truly free. That's the title today, truly free. Only Jesus can make us truly free. His truth, his truth, come on. The words of the living God are still the only way to freedom. His truth. And being a son of God. Come on, he said, you make a son, you be a son, you abide in the house forever. You'll be free if you're a son of God. A child of the living, we are talking about, if you're a child of the living God. You see, many, many people try to come up with other ways to be free, right? They try self-help books. <laughs> they try self-help sermons. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> self-help sermons. <laughs> I like word sermons. Come on now, I preach today, preach self-help sermons. No, I like the word sermon. Yeah. Give me the word. Come on, people try psychology. Oh my, they want to be psychoanalyzed. Psychoanalyzed, is that a good word? They get analyzed by the psychologist and the, and the psychologist is supposed to help them get free. Now, people can help in a certain way, right? 
But, you know, most of, most of it's all secular. Most of it has nothing to do with God. Most of it's junk, right? Most of it's all junk. Now, people also try what? Drugs and alcohol to be free. No, Jesus is the only way to be free. <laughs> he still has the answer, right? Jesus has not changed. And guess what? Jesus is never going to change. <laughs> he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a changing and he is the way to be free. He is the answer. Amen. We can only truly be free in Christ Jesus. That's the only way to find real, 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 true freedom. Now, some understand freedom as freedom to do whatever they desire. But our freedom is not liberty to sin. As he even talked about up there when he, talked, when he was talking to the Pharisees, right? I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. They weren't free yet. They were still slaves of sin. <laughs> he told the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. They were not free. They thought they were free, but they were not free. A lot of people think they're free, but they're not. Galatians 5.13, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Right? That's freedom. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Woo, isn't that something right there, huh? That's, that's a power verse right there. So we aren't to use our freedom to do whatever we want. We aren't to use our freedom to sin. We're to use our freedom to serve one another in love. This is what we should be seeking to do. Every Christian should be seeking to serve one another. Through love, serve one another. You have freedom to serve. <laughs> Most people don't think about freedom like that, do they? Ah, we're talking about the Bible today. <laughs> right? This is Bible. Hello? This is Bible. Through love, serve one another. You are free to serve. I am free to serve. Serve is not a dirty word. It's a delightful word. It's a wonderful word. If you get a revelation of service, woo, you are happy to serve. Oh my, service is the way to the top. So many people want the top, but they don't want to serve. They, they want to skip the service. <laughs> I know pastors like that. I know pastors who went right out of Bible school. They got saved, went to Bible school, became a pastor, and never really served. They were horrible pastors. And I'm thinking of a couple right now that are gone. One of them's dead already. At a young age. Come on now. No. You got to serve. Service is the way up. You don't skip that step. You serve wholeheartedly. Amen? Amen. You put your all into it. You serve wholeheartedly. You serve the body of Christ wholeheartedly. You love one another in service. You don't serve with ulterior motives. When I, when, I, when, I, when I was raised up, you know, as a believer, a lot of times you'd see people come in and they, they, they want to use this position as a stepping stone. You know what I mean by that? Oh, I want to be a youth pastor there because I got my eyes on being a pastor someday. A senior pastor. So I want, you know, not, nothing wrong with being raised up in a youth pastor position and going on to be a senior pastor. But is that your motive? Hello? That's not a good motive. No, we serve wherever we serve, whatever we're doing. That doesn't have to be in ministry. Come on. Wherever you're serving, you're not, you're not cleaning the windows. 
so the pastor likes you more or whatever it is, right? You clean the windows to serve. You, you cut the tree down to serve. You, you, you cut the grass down there like we were cutting for hours yesterday to serve. You don't do it to, to get something. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Jesus came in the form of a Thank you for that one servant. That's in Philippians chapter two, amen. That's a power pack, that's a power pack chapter. But it says Jesus came in the form of a servant. He didn't come to earth to, to show off his position. I'm the son of God, Who? No, he came to be a servant. You wanna, you wanna go up in Christ, you wanna do what you're supposed to do in Christ, be a servant, amen. Follow the example of Jesus, who was a servant, right? You know, when I got saved, I was thinking about this all the time, but I, I went to my pastor, I said, what, what, what do you want me to do? Because <laughs> I wanted to serve, amen? And I ended up, oh man, I ended up doing some stuff. <laughs> I ended up doing some stuff. Uh, but through years of time, of course, this doesn't happen in one day. I led a small group. I led the youth. I led the altar call. I taught in the children's church. I played the trombone on the worship team. I played the piano on the worship team. I taught a discipleship class. I cleaned the toilets. I took out the trash. I vacuumed the carpets. I fixed the roof. I caught the squirrels in the attic. Amen. Christian knows that. Christian likes that story. That's a long story. I won't tell it, but I, I, I had to catch some squirrels in the attic. That was crazy stuff. Why? Because I was serving. Hallelujah. If you want, you want to go up in the kingdom, just serve. Amen. Don't worry about your motive. Don't, I mean, don't have an ulterior motive. Don't, don't try and get something out of it. Just serve. Amen. Say, where can I help? I'm still waiting for that person. Where, what, what do you want me to do? Wherever you want, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Many Christian people today have these kind of thoughts. Well, I've been liberated in Christ so I can live however I want to live. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. I can say whatever I want. I can have a relationship with whoever I want. I'm covered by the grace of God. <laughs> We're not to use the grace of God to sin. Come on now. Sin is still sin, isn't it? It's still sin. Sin simply means to miss the perfect mark of God. We miss the perfect will of God. God has a perfect mark to hit, a bullseye to hit. This is like in the archery, you got a bullseye to hit. God's got a bullseye to hit. We, we sin when we miss the bullseye. Come on now. And it's still not right. It's not a good thing to sin, amen? <laughs> Some people talk today, it's good to sin. No, it's not good to sin. Sin is bondage. Sin will bind us up and put us in chains. But Jesus came to take off the chains. Jesus came to open up the prison doors, come on, and give us real freedom, which we're talking about today. Real freedom. Hallelujah. When Jesus sets us free from sin, we should not return to it. I've read this quote for years. This is such a, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. I don't know who said it, but I like it. Sin will take you farther than you want to go keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. Isn't that some? That's the devil's territory right there. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. Sin will hurt us. Sin will still mess us up. Right? Remember the woman caught in adultery? 
And they brought, the Pharisees brought, because the, they wanted Jesus to say stone her to death because she committed adultery. And he said, what did he say? Neither do I condemn you. Because he said, Whoever, who's ever without sin here, cast the first stone. And they all left. At least they had enough brains for that, right? They had enough brains to realize they'd sinned, right? And Jesus is writing in the dirt, right? He gets up and he, he says, where are your accusers? Yeah, they're gone. He says, yeah, and I, I don't condemn you either. But then what do he say after that? Go and sin no more. I don't know. A lot of Christians like leave that part off. They like that. I don't condemn you part. Oh, they love that. Oh, they love it. Jesus doesn't condemn me. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Ooh, I can do whatever I want. No. Go and sin no more. Come on now. Many today seem to have a thought. It's okay to sin because they're free. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm free in Christ. I'm covered by grace. Well, let's look at Romans 6.22. But now, having been set free from sin, we're talking about freedom, right? Set free from sin, having become slaves of God. Are you a slave of God? Come on now, do loss. You better be a slave of God. It means everything revolves around him. Everything he says is right. Everything, everything. I want everything he has for me. Amen. You have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. So being set free from sin now means we are slaves to holiness. Amen. Slaves, remember he told the Pharisees, you're slaves to sin. Now we're slaves to holiness. Slaves to righteousness. Slaves to do everything God wants us to do. Glory. We don't want to go back to Egypt, right? Remember the Israelites wanted to go back to Egypt? They get free from bondage. They got free from the chains. They got free. It's a type and shadow of us getting free. They came out of Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. They came out of Egypt, right? And what happened pretty soon? They're like, we want to go back, Moses. This place is too tough for us. We want to go back to Egypt. At least we got some good steak once in a while there. <laughs> Come on now. They wanted to go back. No, we got to go forward. Amen. When we get saved, we don't go back. We go forward to the promised land. And the promised land is where we find real freedom. Glory. That's where true freedom is found. And we have a free choice to make every day of our lives. Free choice to make. We have the choice of living by faith. We have the choice to choose holiness. We have the choice, come on, we're free to choose. That's a choice. Righteousness, we're free to choose it. We're free. You getting this? We have the choice of living out life and life more abundantly. Jesus provided us life and life more abundantly. And guess what? We're free to do it. We're free to live it. You didn't hear me. We're free to live the life more abundantly. Yeah. Come on, you Presbyterians. We're free to live life more abundantly. Amen. Right? Jesus said, the thief comes not to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. 
We are free to live it, but we got to choose it. Come on now. We got to choose. Oh, oh, look at Deuteronomy 30, 19. Even like this, we've talked about this many times, but this is such a powerful verse for this thought right here. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. You see, we are free to choose life. God even told us the correct answer. Did you notice that? <laughs> He's like, I I'm setting the blessing and the cursing before you. You got the choice, but I'm highly suggesting you choose life. Today, I'm highly suggesting you choose life. Come on. We're free to choose life. This verse is an answer to millions of problems across this earth. Right here, one verse. See, people have the, the choice to choose death. People have the choice to choose life. Come on now. We got to choose life instead of choosing sin. And it's up to us to choose it. Come on now. We are free to choose life. How many people are in prison today because they refuse to choose life? How many people are in bondage today because they refuse to choose life? Hello? Of course, this all starts with Jesus, amen? In the new covenant, you come into the new covenant, you come into Christ, woo, you're gonna find freedom. And that freedom is the beginning of everything, whoo, everything for all eternity. Oh, glory to God. We just getting started. <laughs> oh, man, we are just getting started. Think about, oh, I always think about it when we're, we're in eternity for 10 billion years already. And we look back and we think, wow, that was, I think we'll still be replays of this right here. We'll be able to see it and remember it. And we'll think, man. We didn't know much then, did we? Because <laughs> we've been with God for 10 billion. I know there's no years in heaven, but we've been with God for eons and eons. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way to say it. And, and now we're like, wow, wow, wow. Come on now. But right now we have the choice to start choosing life. Yeah. Right? Many people think bad things just happen. They just happen. They just happen. They just happen to me. They blame God. Come on, they blame God for their trial. No, no, they believe in Murphy's Law, barf. They, they believe in case, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, 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 no. The Bible says it's our choice. It's our choice. I've lived this. I've lived this. We can choose sin. We can choose righteousness. God is saying choose righteousness. You are free to choose it. Come on up. It, First, you got to get into Christ, amen? Because liberty is found in Christ. You got to get into Christ first, right? You try it in your own willpower, you're going to fail. That's what a lot of world uses. Well, I just got, got willpower and I'm going to overcome by my willpower. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome by my willpower. No, get into Christ. Overcome through his power. <laughs> the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hmm. Preview of the preview of tonight. 
come on now. We, we should not accept the package of sin and death. Hello? We are free to choose life. When the devil comes knocking at your door with a bad package, as I've said many times, when the devil knocks on your door and you open up the door and you say, and the devil's standing there going, well, I got this sin for you. Right? A lot of times it's packaged really nice too, right? It's packaged really nice. We think, well, that, that's a pretty little package there. <laughs> Come on. But we got to say, no. Take it away. I don't want it. As the UPS would do if you say, no, I don't want it. I'm not signing for that. Get it out of here. They'll take it. Hello? If you tell the devil to go, he'll go. If you're in Christ, yeah. <laughs> come on now, you got to tell the devil to go. Just like the dog story we told last week, right? The woman at the bus stop. Her little dog followed her to the bus stop. And her little dog was, go, was sitting there and she got to get on the bus. And she said, go home, go. He doesn't go. He, go home, doggy. Go home, go home, go home. I, the bus driver said, like, get on the bus, get on the bus. Go home, doggy. Go home. The bus driver said, I got to leave. I got to leave. Get on the bus or I'm leaving. Go home, go home, go home, and the dog took off. Come on now, you got to talk to the devil like that. When he comes presenting you with his junk, come on, you got to say, "Get out of here," and he'll go. He'll run with the, his ta his tail between his legs. Come on, Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Right? Remember, James, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Glory. Boy, I'm preaching this morning. Watch out. Jesus died so we could be free to live for God. I'll say it one time. Jesus died so we would be free to live for God. He didn't die so we could live in sin. He died so he'd be free to serve the living God. And he sets us free from all those chains. Come on. He sets us free from all that. Like he did the woman caught in adultery. He said, go first, I don't condemn you. And second, go and sin no more. Amen. That's real freedom. Yeah. Glory. Amen. See, Jesus died so we could be filled up with the spirit of God. Yeah. Jesus died so we could live sin free. Jesus died to solve our big problem of sin. Come on now. Jesus died to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen. Jesus died so we did not have to be cursed any longer. What does it say in Galatians 3? But he became a curse for us. Well, that's freedom. He became cursed for us. He took the curse upon himself. Come on. Jesus took what we deserve so we could be free to serve the living God just as he did. Hallelujah. Just as he did. Come on now. People say, well, you know, I just, I don't, I don't think I can, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, you can do it. Amen. You can serve just like Jesus served. You can hear from God just like Jesus did. Yeah. Come on now. Jesus had to pray to receive from heaven, to receive the word from the Father. He had to pray all the time. Jesus was always in prayer. Amen. And then as Christians think, well, we don't have to pray. Yeah, yeah, Jesus had to pray. I think we gotta pray. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Why? Because we're free to serve God. And Jesus paid the price so that we could hear God. Come on. There's, oh man, there's all kinds of things going on here. This is, this is deep. Come on. Jesus paid the price for us to be free to hear from God. You know, in the Old Testament, they didn't have that. The Old Covenant, we're in the New Covenant. Every one of you, if you're born again here this morning, you can hear from God himself. That's freedom. You don't have to go to the prophet as they did in the old, right? To hear from God. You can hear from God. That's freedom. That's real freedom, right? What should I do, Father, in this situation? Should I go talk to the pastor? Maybe. Right? There's nothing wrong with getting some good counsel. Amen? I got good counsel. I was going to Iowa, right? For ministry. And, and I had heard from God. I believe I had heard from God, right? I'm talking to God because I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm talking to God and, and, and we've offered the position in Iowa for ministry. And I talked to God, hello, because I'm free to talk to God. I, I'm emphasizing this, right? I'm free to talk to God. So I'm talking to God and God says, go to Iowa. So now I believe I've heard from God. I'm free to hear from God. I should be hearing from God. Amen? Amen? So now I believe I'm called to go to Iowa into ministry there. And I still go to my pastor and I sit down with my pastor at a Starbucks in Vancouver. I remember exactly where I sat. I could show you the exact same spot, the spot I sat and talked to him. Big, big things in your life you remember, right? I got a lot of pictures of big things in my life. I remember exactly where it was. Like when Carl and I prayed about our new, uh, the new place for us that God had for us. We knew God was doing something. We, we asked God for the right place at the right time. And that brought us right here. Amen. And I remember exactly where we were. I could show you the exact spot we were parked in our car and the mechanics uh, and, and, and the yard of an a, a auto shop. But I, I'm sitting there and I asked my pastor, okay, this is what's happening I believe that I'm supposed to go, you know, I'm supposed to go to Iowa in ministry. I believe this is God. I believe I heard from God, but now I want to know what you think about this. And so he talked with me about it. I shared the information that I, you know, everything I knew about it. And, and then he went to the restroom and I remember it specifically because I thought, I bet he's asking God about it in the restroom. And he came back and he said, Vern, I think this is God. I'm in agreement with you. I, I believe this is God. But what was that? That was confirmation. That was confirmation that I had heard from God, right? If my pastor says, I know you said you heard from God, but this is what I'm thinking. You know, you got this problem, you got that problem, you got this problem, you got this. I, 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 I don't really see that. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't sense this is God. Then what do I got to do? I got to go back to prayer <laughs> and make sure I heard from God. Come on now. You see what I'm saying though, right? You're free to hear from God. I heard from God that day and that day changed my life completely. I'm not here today without that day <laughs> of hearing from God because I was free to hear from God. I heard from God to go and that changed my, the whole course and direction of my entire life. 
You getting this? You still there? You gone home? Eating your ham. <laughs> Let's look at Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit, right? You've heard of that? The famous Galatians 5 chapter, the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ooh, that'll go a long, way, a long way with sin right there, right? Self-control. Against such there is no law. You can't make a law against these. <laughs> and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Did you hear that? Crucify the flesh. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. In other words, if you are a born again believer and you're full of the spirit of God, let us walk in it and not obey the flesh. Right. We are free to bear fruit for God. Amen. The born again believer is free to manifest, manifest this fruit we're talking about right here in their life, right? It, it, it's, it, we're free to do it. Why? Because the spirit of God is in us. Let us walk in the spirit. It's in us already. Amen. The spirit is in us and we got to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk more about that tonight too. But we don't have to go to a self-help class for this. Come on now. We don't have to use our willpower. Come on. We're free to bear fruit for God. Amen. Now, let's look at the works of the flesh right before that, right? Verse 19. Galatians 5, 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, this is the fruit of the flesh. Now, the world manifests this all the time, right? The world, the world manifests flesh fruit all the time. You can see this, this stuff on every street corner. Come on now. You can watch the news and, and see all of this happen in one newscast. <laughs> that is the fruit of the flesh. We don't want to bear flesh fruit, do we? So we aren't to bear, use our freedom to bear flesh fruit. Hello? We aren't to use our freedom to manifest sinful behavior. Now, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, you know, even believers manifest a little flesh fruit, right? Anybody, anybody ever manifested any flesh fruit since you've been saved? If you haven't, then, then you're a liar and we need to have an altar call. <laughs> we never altar call for liars. Well, you see what happens is, is the old man, come on, remember the old, the old man has to be put, uh, crucify the flesh, right? But that old man wants to rise up. That old man wants to rise up and, and do something, maybe that it used to do, right? And the old man says, oh, no, no, I don't want you to be ruled by the spirit. I want, I want to rule here. I want to rule. And that's why we got to let the spirit rule. 
If you don't know here today, if you're not, you know, you haven't been in church much, you haven't been in Christianity much, you are a spirit being. You have a spirit, soul, and body. And the spirit is born again. The spirit is where God dwells. The spirit is where we talk to God. And the spirit is where we're to hear from God. And the spirit is to rule over the flesh. Come on now. Rule over the flesh. So if we're going to bear good fruit, we got to lay aside the old man. And that, of course, is found in Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4.20. We're making headway, aren't we? Ephesians 4.20, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Right? That's where the truth is found. That you put off concerning your former conduct. Notice, put off the, the former conduct we just talked about. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Ooh, Wow. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man. Which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, we are free to put on the new man. It's up to us to let the fruit of the spirit manifest. Come on now. It's up to us. We got to put, put off the old man, put on the new man. Come on, we live the, what we're supposed to live. We're free to do it. We're, this whole message is about the free to do it. You're free and I'm free to live in righteousness. I'm free and you're free to live in holiness. We're free to do it. <laughs> the chains have been broken. I think a lot of Christians still think they're in chains. They got, they're like they're in prison with the chains on and their, their feet and chains and their hands and chains and they, 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 they're like this. Like the guy who, who's waiting to be sentenced to death for getting mid murder. And he goes in there to court and he's chained up, right? And he's walking like this because he's chained there, he's chained here. And, come on. You see, when we came into Christ, we were free. Amen. And, and we don't need to act like we're not free anymore. So, so the, the lust of the flesh, the, 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 the sinful flesh that wants its way, come on. The spirit man rules over and says, oh, 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 flesh, I am free to serve God. I am free to choose righteousness today. I am free to choose holiness today. I am free to do the will of God today. And I'm not choosing my old man. Come on up. I'm not in bondage any longer to the old man. I'm putting off the old man. I'm kicking him poo, to the curb and I'm putting on the new man and I'm living the righteous, holy life that I, I can live because Jesus Christ set me free. Woo, hallelujah. See, bad fruit, that's not a good witness, is it? <laughs> if we're manifesting the fruit of the flesh, Oh, the world says, oh, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Not that, not that we're not going to mess up. Not that we're going to make some mistakes, amen. No one here has been living perfect since they got born again. But if we're manifesting flesh fruit all the time, the world looks at us and just laughs. <laughs> They're a Christian. They commit adultery. They're always mad. They're full of anger. That, oh, my goodness. No, I don't need that. I manifest all that. I don't need that. Hello? No, we should be the fruitiest people around. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
We got joy on one branch. We got love on another branch. We got peace on another branch. We got long suffering on another branch. Come on up. We got gentleness on another branch. We got goodness on another branch. We got faithfulness on another branch. We got meekness on another branch. We got self-control on another branch. We are fruity. We're bearing all kinds of fruit for Jesus. And the world does look at us and say, wow, 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 wow. Come on. They're, They're still full of joy and they're going through it. They're still loving on me and they're going through it. They're still full of peace and they're going through it. They're, they're, they're so long suffering. How are they going through it? Ooh, they're, they're so gentle. How are they doing it? They're so, they treat me so good. How are, they, how are they doing it? They're so faithful. How are they doing it? They have such self-control. How are they doing it? And finally they realize it's because you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you, you're doing it for Jesus. You're doing it because you are born again. You're doing it because you are a new creation and you're living in it. You're walking, as Paul said, we, gotta, we live in the spirit, uh, walk in the spirit. We're actually walking it out. And we're putting aside the old man because we can. We're putting on the new man because we can, because we're free to. Ooh, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot in here. I might have listened to this again. If we're thinking properly, we're going to bear fruit and then we're going to bear more fruit and then we're going to bear more fruit. Amen. Amen. So let's look at that. First Corinthians two sixteen. We have the mind of Christ. Did you know that? First Corinthians two sixteen. for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. You see, we are free to think correctly because we're in Christ. We can actually think correctly. Amen. You know, there are correct ways to think. (laughs) Jesus has the correct way to think. Oh my, oh my. Jesus is our example in everything. And, And we have the mind of Christ. We have the best mind that there exists on our side. Come on, we got the greatest insight in the world. We got the brightest mind on our side, Jesus, the Christ, that we have the mind of Christ. We are geniuses with Jesus on our side. (laughs) And we should be. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, you know, learning, being a ex, you know, expert in, um, what's the high, high uh, math thing, calculus. Now, if you're called to do it, great. You could be a genius in that, right? But I'm talking about being a genius in the affairs of life in the thinking process of how we live this life out, right? Whenever I see someone living wholeheartedly for Jesus, actually serving the Lord wholeheartedly, actually going after the Lord's plan, actually doing the will of the Father, I say, that person is thinking correctly. I see a lot of people don't do it. I've seen many people over the years, I wonder, they're not thinking correctly yet. (laughs) Yet, amen? Because... When you think correctly, you you have the mind of Christ, you do the Father's will. Come on now. Your whole life revolves around the Father's will because you're thinking correctly. Is my mic on? (laughs) Come on now. Thinking correctly involves 
seeking after God every day of our lives. Seeking the will of the Father every day of our lives. Come on up. That is thinking correctly. And that will make you a genius. People look at geniuses, right? And they say, well, that's a genius. Look, at he's got an IQ of, what's a high IQ? I don't know. 130 is, that's high? I don't know, I didn't. 100 is the average. Oh, 100 average, oh. What's a really high IQ? 140. Ooh, 140. People look at that guy with the 140 IQ and they go, whoa, that's a genius. You know what? That person may be one of the stupidest people on the planet. It's true. Because the Bible says the one who doesn't believe in God is a fool. And so a lot of these geniuses are actually fools. Don't get me started. I saw, I saw, saw, saw it yesterday. Oh my goodness. They, they pulled out some, some, something from a dinosaur out of the ground and they said, is 40 billion years old. They just found it sitting there. I'm like, are you some sort of idiot? <laughs> they didn't just find the dinosaur bone that was from 40 million years ago sitting there. Don't get me started. Come on now. Oh, man. People are... I, when I go to those... When I go to like Grand Canyon, you know, we were there and... It says, it says a thing right here, and it says a point, you look out there and it says, 50 billion years ago, this happened right here. I'm like, you guys are idiots. You don't know what happened three days ago. And you're telling me what happened 40 billion years ago? I'm sorry, but science has, has gotten so stupid, you can't even make sense of it. There is real science, Amen. Real science, but boy, there is a lot of junk science. And when they start throwing out 40 billion around, I just go, oh man, I'm talking to the wrong people. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, uh, they're, they're almost, almost for sure a fool. Because you bring up God and they're like, you still believe in God? What are you, a Neanderthal? Yeah, I'll take that. That's fine. Because I know God and I'm with him forever. Amen. It's like I said, I don't know, it was last week, but I said, you know, here you are, here you are living the Christian life, talking to God every day of your life for 32 years. And someone comes along and says, you do know God's not real, right? Someone just comes up to you and says, you know, God's not real. And you're like, Okay. 32 years of serving the living God, talking to God, living for Jesus, talking to Jesus, uh, worshiping my God. And oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's, well, I guess he's not real. I mean, wow. 42 billion years ago, this happened right here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, don't get me started. Like I said, you know, our stinking thinking can mess us up big time, right? Remember, we're talking here about the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And our stinking thinking can make some of the worst choices you can... Oh, come on. Anybody been there? You had the wrong thinking on something and you thought wrong. You made the bad choice. You did the wrong thing. Hello? 
because of stinking thinking. But God brings us the truth. Right? Was, was the truth shall make you free. Amen. The truth, the truth, the truth. Come on, let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 here. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Don't you love that? But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. You got to read on to verse 10. Amen. <laughs> a lot of people like to stop at verse nine and then they don't read verse 10. They don't realize God revealed them to us for the spirit searches all things. Yes. The deep things of God for what man knows the things of man, except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Come on. Even so no one knows the things of God, except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely given to us. Re revelation of what has freely been given to us, right? We don't have to be blind to the truth because we can see. Come on. We are free to see. You getting this? We have freedom to see the truth. We have freedom to get revelation from heaven. That's some good news. Come on now. That, that's like going to Iowa. I had freedom to get revelation from heaven of the plan of God for my life. We are free to hear the truth from God himself. Whew. You know, one thing I think about quite often is, you know, we understand things that many people do not. Why? Because it's been revealed to us, right? It says right there that we might know the things that have been freely given to us too, but for the spirit, or was it, but God has revealed them to us through the spirit. Verse 10, he has revealed them to us through the spirit. What's coming? What, what's going on? We understand it. And yet I think a lot of times we take it for granted what we understand in Christ Jesus. Hello? It, if we've been born again a while, we might think, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Right. We, we, we must not take it for granted. Hello. We've been given, given by God, amazing revelation about eternal truths. Amen. Come on. The mystery of the gospel has been revealed to us. You, 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 it's got to be revealed to you. Right. When, when Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. You see, there's a revelation that happens when you come into Christ. And so Peter understood who Jesus is. If you're a born again Christian here today, you know who Jesus is. A lot of people don't. In fact, a lot of people think he doesn't exist. And then a lot of people think he was just a good guy. He was just a good prophet. He was just good. He was just good. No, you see, it's been revealed to you. You are free to see the truth. Come on. We know the creator of all things. That's amazing, right? Isn't that amazing? We know the creator. We know him personally. You know, we don't know. We, there's famous people on the earth. We'd be happy to meet someone, you know. Well, I'd like to meet him. He said, that'd be kind of fun. Who cares? 
I know God. I saw someone post on, on you know, around here, you know, uh, those movies made over in that story, you know, and people post things about the Goonies and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the kid, the kindergarten cop, is that what it is? And they post who I'm, I'm here standing where Arnold Schwarzenegger was. I'm like, who cares? I could care less that Arnold Schwarzenegger stood there. Come on now, I know God. <laughs> Come on now. We get to experience the grace of God. We get to understand the mysteries of God. That is not something to take lightly. Lightly. Come on now. That's something to shout about. That's something to rejoice about. Come on. That's something to take a lap about. We, we have been given the truth. The truth has been revealed to us. We know the truth. We understand things that many people wonder about their whole entire lives. And to us, it's just a basic, simple question. People say, well, why do all those bad things happen? If God is so big, why does all those bad things happen? Uh, the devil's the God of this world system. It says it right in the Bible. What? Yeah, that's what it says. The devil is the God of this world system. The devil has a lease on it because Adam bowed his knee to Satan. That lease is about to run up. And Jesus will return and rule and reign forever. Amen. Now, you see, we have revelation on that. We know that truth. That's wonderful to know, is it not? <laughs> Come on now. You getting this today? Many people don't know the answers that we have. They don't understand a lot of things, but we got the answer. Hello? Amen. Christians have the answer. <laughs> the church of the living God has the real answer. The real believers have the answer. Amen. Why? Because we're free to see the truth, right? God isn't hiding the answers even from us, is he? He's not hiding the answer from anybody. Anybody can get the answer if they want it. Now, as a believer, we go, we go right here, right? We find the answer. We find the answer. It's an open, open book test, right? We can find the answer right here. We can see it, woo, and we are free to walk it out. We are free to, 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 to download truth. We are free to get revelation from heaven. Come on now. We're free to see things people wonder about their entire lives. We are free to see Amen. truth, eternal truths. Not just the truth that's here for a little while on earth, but eternal truths. We get to understand it now. Come on. God has revealed. I mean, we have a lot more to understand. We have a lot more revelation coming throughout the ages, throughout the eons. We're going to have a lot more revelation happening, right? But right now we understand all kinds of things that many people have no clue about. Woo, glory. Because we're free to see the truth of the living God. And he's revealing it to us all the time. Now. We're going to Romans 12, 2. I think we're almost there. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, he's made his will known to us in his word, and we are free to do his will. And not only his will, but his perfect will. But notice, we have to transform our thinking. As we said earlier, renew our stinking thinking. To get the will of God done. To find God's perfect will. Come on. We don't have to wander through this life and wonder. As most do. Have you seen a few? 
They're just wandering through life aimlessly. And as I said at the beginning of the series, they're trying to find themselves and they go here and they try and find themselves. We found ourselves in Christ. We found everything we're supposed to be in Christ. Come on, we don't have to wander aimlessly through this earth. We get our thinking right from the word of the living God. We renew our minds to his truth. We get our thinking right with his word and then what? We're free to follow him. We're free to think like he thinks. We're free to walk like we're supposed to walk. We're free to do the perfect will of God. Woo, isn't that something? We are free to do the perfect will of our father. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did. Right? He said, I just do what the father says. I just say what the father says. Come on. He lived the real free life. The real, see, that's where people don't understand. The real free life is being a slave unto God. It doesn't really make sense in the natural, but it makes perfect sense in the spiritual. Come on now. Why? Because he created you for his purposes. Ooh, that just came out. You see, he created you and me for his purposes. So we are free to do his purposes. If we're not doing his purposes, we're not living in real freedom. Come on. Jesus lived the perfect life. Jesus lived in real freedom. And all he did was the will of his father. Come on. This is what God wants for all of us. He wants us to do his perfect will. And we're free to do it. (laughs) Come on now. God's will is the best way. It's the blessed way. It's the highest way. You won't find a better way than God's way. Oh, you know, I got to sing it now. I haven't sang a lot. Someone said that. Was you said? I haven't sang that in quite a while. You know what's coming, right? I did it my way, the theme song of hell. And now the version we sing. I did it God's way, the theme song of heaven. Come on now. That's all Jesus did. And that is what we are to use our freedom for. I said, that is what we are to use our freedom for. Doing things God's way. And so many Christians today want to do things their way. This is not Burger King. Well, you know, they I think they still use it in their commercials, right? Have it your way. You're the king, Burger King. That is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God woo, is, is the blessed way. It's the highway, but it's all about doing things his way. And that is living righteous. Righteous living is just simply finding out what he wants. And then saying, yep, that's what I want. No matter what you thought a minute before that, you change your mind. You're going along this way and you find out God says, you know, that's not the right way. You say, yeah, you're right. That's not the right way. I'll I'll go your way. Thank you very much. You don't don't go, well, God, you see, I like going this way. This is the way I like to go, God. I like this way. I like this. But that's not the right way. Turn around and go that way. But I like this way, God. I like this. I like this. Your flesh likes it. Come on now. 
Jesus is our example, right? He just did the Father's will. And he was free. A lot of people think Jesus, you know, if you look at, if you look at the Gospels, you think, well, that's not very a free life. He, he goes to the cross and dies? Come on. Yeah, it was the perfect free life because he did everything the Father said. And whatever the Father says is good. Because it always leads to blessing. Because he went to the cross, you and I are here today. Because he went to the cross, millions of believers are worshiping God today. Because he went to the cross, right? And so he was free to do, he, he, he did the will of God, but he was free to choose, amen? He could have he chosen other. Remember the devil came and said, throw yourself off of this mountain and I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. There you go again with the devil is the God of this world. He is the God of this world. And he can give the kingdoms of the earth away. He could have put Jesus in charge of all of it. Come on. And Jesus would have sinned. Of course, he would not have been ugh, our savior. But he didn't mess up. And he did not worship the enemy. He did not worship at Satan's feet as Adam did. Come on. And he, he freely chose to serve God. He freely chose to do the will of his father. And we have the same choice. Today and every day. Woo! Oh man, I tell you what. I, I got a lot out today that I didn't expect to come out. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the, the most amazing thing? Wouldn't this be... This, if this, if this, is, this is where... This is what we talk about all the time. This is where we want to head as Pack Bible Church, right? Wouldn't this be the most amazing thing that all of us stand before Jesus in judgment? Because we are going to stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. Christians are judged by Christ. There is the great right throne judgment for all those who rejected Christ. But Christians will stand before Jesus and every one of us, come on, every one of us, say, Jesus says, you did the perfect will of the Father. Yes, sir. And I'll do it for all eternity. Amen. Come on now. That's what we want to hear. Amen? Amen. Just like Jesus, we did the perfect will of God. Amen. Yeah, amen. And the good news today is we are free to do it. We are free to do the will of God. We are free. We are free to do the perfect will of God on this earth. The perfect will. Woo, come on now. The perfect will of our Father. We are free to do it. Stop saying I can't do it. You can do it. If you're in Christ, come on. We're talking about being in Christ, right? You're in Christ. You are free. You are free to do the Father's will. You are free to serve him. You are free. Come on, to serve. Remember, we started with that. Uh, Paul said, don't use your freedom to sin. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. Come on now. The good news today is we are free to think right. We are free from sin. You know, you don't have to sin. People think, yeah, I have to sin. I'm still a sinner. No, you're a child of God. You, you are a saint now. You were a sinner. Now you're a saint. Do we mess up? Yes. But do we have to? No. That's a lie from the enemy. Come on. You can live this life walking righteous, 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 right? 
Righteous, holy, righteous, holy, righteous, holy life. Living God's will, doing God's will. Living God's will, doing God's will. Living God's, doing God's will. Man, 20 years go by and you cannot remember one time you messed up. And then you mess up and you're like, oh, whoa, I messed up. And then what do you do? You repent. You go to the father and you say, father, I messed up. I messed up. I obeyed my flesh. I messed up. Father, forgive me. Come on. And our father said, it says he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all righteousness. Come on. We, we have a father to go to. But, but the lie is that we have to sin. No, we're free from sin. It says it. We read it. We're free from sin. The bondage is gone. The chains are taken off. And now we just got to walk it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. In Christ, we are truly free to have real life. You want real life? Yeah. You're free to have it. In Christ, we are truly free to live holy. You want to live holy? Yeah. You can do it. Amen. Come on now. In Christ, we are free to live a righteous life. You want to live righteously? Yeah. You can do it. Amen? Yeah, amen? In Christ, we are truly free to serve the Lord. Amen. In Christ, we are truly free to bear good fruit. Hello? In Christ, we are truly free to put on the new man and put off the old man. You're free. The chains have been broken. Right? Don't act like you're in prison anymore. Don't act like you're still in bondage. Come on. Act like who you are. Right? We're talking, that's what we're talking about, the whole series. Who are you? I'm free. I'm free in Christ. Come on. I'm free to serve the living God. I'm free to live a holy life. I'm free to walk righteous every day of my life. I'm free to choose God's ways. I'm free to choose his ways. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. In Christ, we are truly free to do the perfect will of God. Amen. And we are truly free to know the mind of God. Come on, just, isn't that amazing? You know, we want to we wanna know what that person's thinking. We want to know what that great mind is thinking, right? Those geniuses. But we can know the mind of God and what he thinks on the matter. What exactly he wants us to do. What step, what house, we, I told you the story many times. What house you're supposed to buy. What car you're supposed to buy. What spouse you're supposed to marry. What job you're supposed to do. He can do it. He can tell us all of it. And we're free to get the mind of God. So we better go get it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Wouldn't that, isn't that a sad thing? That people don't go find out the mind of God, what he wants. And they're free to do it. They're free to go to God in prayer as a Christian. They're free to go to God. They're free to talk to God for themselves. They're free to find out what God wants. Come on. And they just choose that spouse on their own. They just choose that house on their own. They just choose that job on their own. They do it all on their own. No, 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 no. You're free to go find out what God wants. And do what he wants. And I'll tell you what, you get in there, you get in what God wants, you are truly free. You are truly free. Ooh, I, I, I'm living that right now. Come on. I, I've never felt more free than God putting me here because this was the right place exactly from God at the right time because his plan, whoo, his plan, whoo, his plan. Oh, it's good. 
His plan is so good. Oh, it's so good. But we have to keep going after what he wants. We have to seek what he wants. We have to know what he wants. Come on now. We're free to live for him. See, that's a new definition of freedom. That's a definition that you won't hear hardly anywhere. But that's real Christianity. Free. Not to do whatever you want. Not to say whatever you want. Come on. You're free to do whatever he wants. And I guarantee if you do that, you're going to end up at the right place at the right time. Because he can direct you and guide you just as he did Jesus. We were talking about the youth group. You know, how did Jesus pick the disciples? Did he just go out and say, well, Peter looks like a nice guy. I think I'll pick him for my disciple. No, he heard from heaven. He heard from God himself. He got the mind of God. That's the man right there. Pick Peter, pick James, pick John. Hello? You see, he got the mind of God and he was free to do it and he did it. And saints, we got to do the same thing. There is only one place. Come on, there is only one place you're going to find true freedom. There's only one place you will truly be free, and that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You get this today? Yeah. Woo, glory. Man, I had a time. I got to go listen to that again. Wow. I got some stuff out. I'm like, Lord, did I just say that? Hallelujah. Repeat this prayer after me today, if that's this you, if that's what you want. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for freedom. Thank you for the freedom to choose your will. I choose to say what you want me to say. I choose to do what you want me to do. I choose to go where you want me to go. Forgive me for choosing any other path than the path that you want for me. I choose your way. I choose the blessed way. I choose your thinking over my stinking thinking. Help me follow your ways at all times. Help me in my daily life see and say and do the perfect will of God in the earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. If you don't know Jesus today, I want to give you an opportunity to come into Christ and get all of these things we just talked about. All of the beginning stuff we talked about, all the intro we've already covered for weeks. If you want that, and I don't know why anybody wouldn't, if you have not come into Christ yet, you have not become a child of God yet, oh man, you are missing out. You are missing out. There is no better life. There is no better way to live. There is no greater way. You could have a billion dollars in the bank and six yachts and four mansions and you're not even close to being in Christ. In Christ is the way to live. It's it's the way, whatever he says is the way to live, right? If he says go to China and be a missionary, you say, yes, sir, that sounds awesome. And you go and you're blessed, 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 blessed. Right? We got a friend, he's coming to preach at youth camp. This, he's there, he's probably there right now. Mike, Mike's, Mike's a missionary in India. And he got out of Bible school back in Tulsa. I met him in, back, back in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh boy, he's telling stories down there. <laughs> Tulsa. And, and he didn't know what to do. And he, he had freedom to talk to God, so he did. 
And he talked to God and God said, go to India. He said, God, I, I don't know anybody in India. Why would I go to India? But you said it, so I'll get my plane ticket and I'm going. Hello? He went to India. People started meeting him. He never, he didn't know anybody. People started greeting him at the airport. You need a ride? He's now got, he's now got, I don't know how many kids in his orphanage. He's a pastor, he has a church there, he pastors there. He he's taking care of tons of orphans in India. Raise them up to be children of God. Raise them up to be disciples of Jesus. Come on now. He had freedom to hear from God, and he did. Today, you have freedom to hear from God. If you haven't heard from God before, you say, I never heard from God. Ask him. If you aren't in Christ today, ask him. Say, Father, show me that you're real. Jesus, show me that you're real, right? Why don't people do that? I always wonder. Why don't people in the world ask to see God? Ask to know that he's real. Because God wants to show himself real in people's lives. But most people want to live in sin. And they want to do what they want to do. And they don't want to lay their life down before God. And a lot of people even hear from God, even hear that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Christ. And they know it's true. They don't want it because they don't want to serve the living God. And they want to do their thing. They want to live out their life. And they, oh, man, the blessed way is his way. You go to India because he says to go to India, you'll be blessed. You go to Iowa. If God says go to Iowa, you go to Iowa, you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. There is no better way than being in Christ. There is no better way. You will not find it. You can search your whole life. You can go to every country. You can talk to heads of states. You can talk to presidents. You can talk to prime ministers. You can talk to great business person. And I'm giving you the right answer today. Whether you like it or not, I'm giving you the truth today. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man is entering into the kingdom of heaven without him. There is only one road that goes into heaven. There is only one road that goes to God's door, and that is Jesus' road. As Jesus said himself, the broad to destruction or the death or the uh, path to destruction is broad and many go on it. But the road that leads to life is narrow and few find it. Isn't that something? I don't know how many people are going to be in eternity. I know there'll be, I know there'll be a lot, right? We know there's going to be a lot. But how many people ha are not going to be there that we've been friends with, that we've lived by? Today, I want to give you the opportunity to come into Christ. Jesus must be your Lord. If you're going to go into heaven, you've got to get out of the kingdom of darkness and get into the kingdom of God. And the way to do that is Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You get all of the benefits of heaven forever by making him Lord of your life. You become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. If that's you today and you want to make Jesus your Lord, pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. 
I want in your family. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he rose from the dead. I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my savior. Forever, I am yours. Heavenly Father, show me your ways, teach me your ways, and I will walk in them, and I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, wow. We had a time today, huh? Wow. There's a lot of revelation in there. I highly suggest you listen to that again. <laughs> I have to, because I was like, ooh, did that just come out of me? I want to take some notes. And that's not breaking on me, amen? That's breaking on God, because as we ask all the time around here, we ask that the right words come out. And we always turn back and give him the glory. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, no glory is taken in this place. No man gets any glory in this house. No, no, no. We give all the glory to our great God. We thank you for what you did in our lives today. We thank you for what you did in our hearts today. I thank you for words from heaven. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise goes to our great God forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.